You are listening to Three Kitchens, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Join your hosts, Aaron Walker, Heather Dyer, and Sarah Somasundaram for some good old home cooking. Hey everybody, we have a podcast recommendation for you, our fellow ABN member Mess Hall podcast. Join hosts Avery and Lena as they sample, rate, and talk about fun food. I like this podcast, obviously because they talk about food, but they also throw in some history and fun facts about each episode's food theme. I listened the other day to one about marshmallows. Remember those marshmallow candies in the shape of strawberries? Turns out Lena's a huge fan. (laughs) I'm not sure I was. Anyway, they're a married couple, so you know there'll be some disagreements and fun ridicule in their banter, and there absolutely is. So check them out. You can find Mess Hall Podcast wherever you listen, and you'll also find them at messhallpodcast.podbean.com. For more fun and informative shows, go to albertapodcastnetwork.com. Welcome back to Three Kitchens. I'm Sarah Somasundaram here with Heather and Erin. How are you ladies? Hello. Hi there. Second week of school. Yeehaw. Enjoying the quiet, the peace and quiet in the mornings. Once they're out of the door. Yeah. (laughs) It's not peace and quiet for the first, you know, like hour of the day. But then after that. When I was a kid, my mom, when, when it was like in the spring, my mom or my dad or whoever would be out early outside. And when it was like lambing season, yeah. talk, farm talk, ladies. Um, and so we'd see how many lambs were born. And so my Aww. mom and she, she would use this really awful high pitched voice to get us out of bed. And she'd oh, sing gosh. this song, good morning, good morning, two new lambs this morning. And she'd run <laughs> the house like, but with a really awful like piercing voice to get us out of bed and we were like you know like teenagers like mom I'm up I'm up okay I'm up stop it (laughs) it worked right (laughs) it worked and she'd laugh and laugh my kids will be really mean to me if I make too much noise if I'm too loud or too quiet if it's too bright or too dark like there's no winning I'm always like wake up and don't bite me <laughs> They're not morning people. No, not so much. No, my kids are more morning people than I am. Did I say that right? Yes. <laughs> kind of. But you know what I mean. It's still morning. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. I'm really excited because now that it's September again and we're coming back, um, one of my favorite podcasts has come back with their Ooh. new season too. Is it Three Kitchens podcast? Uh, I said one of my favorites. I mean, this is obviously my favorite. Of course. The best. (laughs) The only. But one one that I really enjoy on the Heritage Radio Network is called Back Bar. And I think I've told both of you about this. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they're back with a, a new episode and they kind of do the history of drinks. Yeah. And different cocktails and and stuff over time. And so they're back with a new episode. And I think they got nominated for an award this year too, which cool. is really exciting. So I'm I'm still yet to listen to it, but I, I really do want to. It sounds so interesting. And it's funny that you do because you don't even drink. But I don't even do. drink. <laughs> but that's how good his episodes are. You don't right. have to care about the alcohol in the end, or you don't have to have the alcohol in the end in order to appreciate the amount of research that goes into his episodes and And the history behind him 
interesting yeah 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 so there was one that i was listening to recently that was talking about um daiquiris and rum but he was talking about where sugarcane originated from do you guys know where sugarcane came from is it from africa or caribbean no but that's where it is now where did it apparently it originated in southeast asia and i've heard um papua new guinea is one of the places Mm. where it came from and like when you look at the world map or you think of a globe and where the caribbean is compared to um southeast asia you know they're not that far apart but because no trade happened that direction kind of over the pacific ocean yeah they actually, sugarcane went the other way around the world before it oh. came to the Caribbean. Oh. So I guess it went into India and oh. that's when it started to become, um, they would make it into a more granulated sugar oh. and sort of process it more. Mm-hmm. And then they got really good at processing it in the Middle East and around the Mediterranean. And they got really skilled at doing that. And then it traded more further. And then Spain picked it up as they colonized around. And then they took it over with them to the Caribbean islands. Interesting. And I guess they didn't really know what to grow over on the Caribbean islands. And then they were like, oh, let's do sugarcane. Yeah. And it's well known for rum too, right? Like when you think of rum, you think of that area. Yeah. So I guess from what I understand from listening to the episode is that when sugarcane is refined into the granulated sugar that was the end product, um, a lot of molasses is produced. Yes. And they didn't really know what to do with this molasses. Mm-hmm. And somebody thought up fermenting it. Mm-hmm. That's how we ended up with rum, mm-hmm. the fermented molasses. Interesting. Yeah. No, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I recently read about, about rum coming from molasses because if you remember for the date night episode, we had cachaca and that's cachaca right. is from sugarcane. And they said, okay, if you can't find cachaca, get rum. But when we tasted cachaca, it did not taste anything like rum. No. It tasted more like tequila. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because rum, as you said, is from molasses and cachaca is not. That's right. Cachaca is, is the raw sugar cane, isn't it? And the sugar cane itself, yeah. So it's not a byproduct. Yeah. And I think that Brazil was one of the first places that had sugarcane because the Portuguese and the Spanish were the big ones that brought it over to the Americas is what, from what I understand. And later on it, it came into the, into the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Super interesting stuff. Super interesting. Yeah. You know what? It's funny because I just, I was looking at that. um, I think I told you guys that I had heard about this Townsend on youtube it's this channel where this guy his last name is townsend but he must also be i think there's also maybe a store or a website or something but anyway he does these little videos about mm-hmm. the history of food in the u.s uh, from like 1700s i watched this little video about grog water and rum and the reason that they were drinking this mostly on sailing ships right. was because the water wouldn't keep very long it would kind of go bad yeah by mixing it with the rum, it would last longer. Oh. And I had like a ration every day of so much grog. The rum lasted longer. And so he talked about a lot of these same thing about how they had, but this is in the Americas. They mm-hmm. had to bring the sugar 
to make the rum or, or even import rum sometimes when they get low and they get into port and the first thing they do is find water so they can make grog for the sailors. So interesting that we're mm. both listening to things about rum. He went into that same story too, but then I forgot the name of the English drink. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. And apparently, yeah. like it wasn't like something that people wanted to drink. Like rum had no value, essentially. A lot of these drinks start off like moonshine, right? And then... And then apparently some of them would put lime juice in it because there was a plethora of limes. Grog commonly had this lime component in it, but they didn't know why their sailors weren't sick and losing their teeth where other sailors weren't. They didn't realize that the lime juice was preventing scurvy on their ships for years. Vitamins. But but drinking this grog with lime juice, like, saved them. And probably made it taste a lot better, too. Yeah, no kidding. I'm like... Why, why am I drinking plain water? I should be drinking grog with juice. <laughs> I'm going to have to check your water bottle every day now. <laughs> Is this just water, Sarah? What's in here? <laughs> Smells a little limey. <laughs> so if you get a chance, you guys, Sarah, mm-hmm. you definitely have to listen to this with your husband because I know he's a big Hemingway fan. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they have an episode that he does all about the Hemingway daiquiri. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Fantastic. I totally thought you were going to say, you need to listen to this with your husband because I know he's a big drinker. <laughs> Where is she going? <laughs> Both may be true. So, yeah, I'm sure he'd enjoy it, actually. He loves that history and stuff. like. If you like drinking, and even if you don't like drinking, and you just like history, and this guy puts together a great little podcast. It's called Back Bar, and you can find it on the Heritage Radio Network. So it's great. So, back to school, and being a little, I don't know about you guys, but I get a little exhausted in the beginning of a new phase, mm. right? I mean, it's, like, it's exciting. But then there is that whole aspect of it's a little bit exhausting to get back into schedules and waking up in the morning and running around after school with after school programs. I find that in the first few weeks, it's kind of hard to get into, hard to have a lot of motivation to make big, yummy, delicious meals that we usually do over the summer. And the other thing that I find in the fall, and I think we're very lucky to live in a country that has four seasons Mm. is that it gives us a little bit of inspiration to change up our menu so i wanted to share a really easy meal and all you have to do is go to the store and buy your favorite ramen packet and this is where it gets really funny because i was talking to heather and aaron about what kind of ramen they like to eat and what is it, guys? What, oh, what I do don't you... like to eat it. My children eat it. I like ramen. I'll own it. I eat Ichiban noodles and I like it. Ichiban, yeah. Okay, I like the Ichiban noodles too. My kids like the Mr. Noodle. Those are the two kind of ramen packets that <laughs> we don't buy. But <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm not judging. If that's something you like, then go for it. If that's Ramen your shame from Sarah over here. Right, I ramen shamed you guys. I get it. Okay, I'm happy to switch my allegiance to a better ramen noodle if you just tell me which one. Educate us, Sarah, please. You know what? It's not about... This episode is not about what kind of ramen you pick. Pick what you guys like. I'm going to teach you how to like make it extra zhuzhed up. I love that word. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm <laughs> probably going to 
I only recently learned how to spell that word. So <laughs> um, it's all about how to zhuzh up your ramen with stuff in your fridge so that you come home and your kids come home and your husband comes home and your wife comes home and whoever comes home to eat with you. And they're like, wow, you put a lot of effort into this, but really you didn't. Aha. And it's delicious. And you've got your your vitamin C, so no scurvy. You've got your <laughs> your meat, and then you've got your carbs, and you've got that delicious seasoning that comes with whatever ramen you like to pick. So I'm gonna just show you a couple of ramen packets that I like myself. I tend to like Korean ramen packets, so they tend to be slightly spicier, but but you can always make it mm. less spicy. And I'm gonna take a picture and put this on social media. This one here, bulldog, this is a dry ramen. And then this one, my kids love, is a cheese ramen. It's really delicious, really yummy. This is a Singaporean noodle called laksa. And then I've got these two, which are, and I've got three of these actually, three different flavors. And these are authentic, as authentic as it, it comes for actual Japanese ramen. So these are Japanese brands. I've never seen so much ramen in my life as of this, you know, you just upped my game. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I went to TNT yesterday and I was really hungry and I may have gone a little bit overboard. I don't usually have all these packets in my pantry at the same time. <laughs> now we're going to ramen shame you back. That's right. <laughs> Pick a lane, Sarah. Korean is a Japanese. It's all of it. I've got all the ramen. I got all the ramen. All the ramen. Okay. And this is a really funny story yesterday. So I was looking for a particular ingredient at TNT and I noticed um, that this one woman was talking to this guy. He had a question for her and I had sort of, what well, was kind of following them so I could ask that woman where to get this stuff that I was looking, right? So he was looking at Heather, this, the Chinese sausage that you like, the red sausage. Lapchung. Lapchung, yeah. Good going, Heather. <laughs> and uh, so then, of course, like I just went up and I said, you know what? Don't get that brand. This is a superior brand. And the woman that was talking to her agreed. And I'm like, all right, are you guys done? That's great. Now I'll take her from you. <laughs> and we went to look for my, my ingredient. But then he kind of followed us to ask me what to do with Lapchung and I was talking to him about it and he said that he uses it to zhuzh up his ramen and I always take an opportunity to um, promote our podcast. <laughs> nice. Well, guess what? We're doing a whole episode about that and uh, you should listen. Nice. So you look for any kind of leftovers, any kind of frozen foods, and that's what you're going to put in your ramen. So we've got a whole bunch of options. Mm -hmm. You've got also something called fish balls. And I actually took him to this section so that he could get a packet of this. He used to live in Taiwan. So he knew he was aware of these things, um, but he just didn't realize that they had these ingredients in Calgary. Don't listen to my kids when they say that they're fish testicles. They are not fish testicles. The fish sausage, and they don't taste like fish at all. It's kind of like hot dogs, right? They don't taste like pork at all. I'm going to tell my kids they're fish testicles. Yeah, my kids like to go, wow, that was one big fish, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. So, you know, when we go to a ramen restaurant, what do we usually have in our bowl? We've got like that delicious ramen. We get the delicious broth. 
And then we tend to get that chashu. Erin, you made some recently for your son's birthday. And um, it takes some time, right, to make that. And then we usually have a ramen egg, which um, is really easy to make. Actually, mm -hmm. it's um, if you just want to, if you guys want to give it a try, um, there's a recipe on just one cookbook. I always bring her up because she's got amazing, mm -hmm. easy recipes. I can attest to that. Yeah. Awesome recipes. Awesome recipes. And they're easy, right? When you say it takes time, it's not like labor time in the kitchen. No. It's more just do something and let it sit for a long time. Exactly. So sometimes people are intimidated because they're like, oh, that recipe takes time. Like, what am I doing in the kitchen? But really, it's just because things have to sit. So right. it's not that bad. So like a ramen egg, for example, is an egg that you boil up like a hard boiled egg for between six and a half to eight minutes, depending on what kind of texture you like. And then you marinate it in soy sauce, water and mirin. It's the easiest thing. And then you just throw it in your fridge and then you have it the next day. Right. And that's what we tend to have in our bowl of ramen noodles when we go to a restaurant. However, if you're like me, instant ramen, which is that dried noodle stuff that comes in the packets, is not something I think about. Like, it's not something I plan ahead. It's one of those things where I'm in a rush and all of a sudden I have no time to make dinner. So I boil up some water and I make some ramen and I'm not, I'm not going to make those ramen eggs in advance because I didn't think about it in advance. So what I do is I end up frying up an egg mm. and I put it on top of the ramen noodles, which is how my kids like it. Some people like to just sort of, as the noodles are boiling, they crack an egg into it and kind of whisk it into the broth, Oh, which makes it very creamy. It's really cool. yummy. I like to put frozen corn, buttered corn on the side and some green leafy vegetables like bok choy or spinach, whatever I have. I love, I know this is really weird. I love boiled lettuce. I don't know why. Mm. I think it's very tasty and um, it absorbs all that flavor from the broth. And I think it's the yummiest thing. And it's like sweet. Yeah, that's my thing. But you can put whatever veggies you want or you could put frozen veggies. You could throw those in. Or garden veggies. Or garden veggies. Yeah. All your harvest. Um, anything you want. And so don't leave ramen as just the ramen and whatever that comes in the packet. Juice it up. Mm -hmm. And if you are at a uh, Asian supermarket, go get a bag of fish balls. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm going to let you try these fish balls today. I'll, I'll put two. I'll put two in the bowl just so that it'll be funnier. <laughs> Gotta have a pair, right? <laughs> Gotta have a pair. And all you do is you throw that in the freezer. And whenever you need a quick meal, you take it out and you throw it in your soup. So today you guys are coming over for lunch, right? Yes. I'll be knocking your door down. <laughs> this is what I'm going to top up your ramen with today. Here's a really good tip for ramen making that not many people know. When you cook up your noodles, cook it up in plain water and then mm -hmm. take it out when it's cooked. Do not let ramen get soggy. Don't let noodles get soggy. It's just like pasta. It's not, it's not delicious. Take it out of the water when it's cooked and rinse it off with cold water okay. and then put it in the bowl. Then make your broth. And when you're ready to eat it, pour the broth over the noodles. So that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be making the noodles. I'm going to be throwing it in the bowl. I'm going to make an egg for you guys, a fried egg. I'm going to put it on the noodles, some bok choy. I got some bok choy from TNT. You just have to kind of 
boil that up for two seconds and then put that in the in the bowl and then i'm going to make the broth but i'm also going to make a protein outside of the egg gotta have more than one protein right and and look this up from just one cookbook it's called tiba shio so shio means salted so i'm gonna assume tiba means chicken wings okay so i'm gonna make salted chicken wings they're so ridiculously easy you take your chicken wings you soak them in cooking sake if you don't have cooking sake you soak them in um cooking wine Mm-hmm. And what this does is it takes that meaty, gamey taste out of any sort of meat, pork, chicken, whatnot, um, shrimp. And then you sort of dry the wings really well. You put salt and pepper on the wings and you broil them. And you're going to taste this and they're going to taste amazing. Mm. I totally stumbled on this recipe for the chicken wings while I was searching through her site while I was making ramen because okay. when I had time, I was just clicking through stuff and right. I definitely saw this. <laughs> this was one of those days where I had the chicken wings and I'm like, oh, I don't feel like cooking. I'm really lazy. So I took an instant ramen packet out and I made instant ramen and I served it with these chicken wings and my kids who love ramen, didn't even touch the ramen. They were like, what is this wing? Like, and it was so easy. I had it done in no time. You guys are going to be here very soon. And I'm not in a rush to make anything here because it's such a simple recipe. And then your family will never know that you didn't put effort into it. Because now here you've got the chicken wings, you've got the eggs, you've got the fish testicles, you've got everything. You're good to go. And they're going to be like, wow. She could make ramen. I also think this is really great timing because I know a number of students headed off to university right now. Yes. And is ramen not the food of yes. everywhere, right? Except we always just had it like it comes in the package. You didn't ever zhuzh it up with anything. No. And Avoid the scurvy, guys. Vegetables, <laughs> yes. Okay, every mom that is packed away a student off to university mm-hmm. has to go now and make like a little ramen survival kit for their student now that they've been, you know, in university for a little while and they were all, I can handle it, mom. I don't need your help. But let's be honest, you do. You can put together your care package when the family gets together here in a month and you can send your kid home with like the best little meal care kit and advice. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if we should let Sarah go get cooking so that we can come. I'm getting hungry just talking about the ramen bowls. I'm very curious about fish bowls. Fish bowls. So I'm happy to be coming over for lunch. Yeah, no, there's nothing really much for me to do. It's it's really the chicken wings that are going to take the longest. We're just going to take like 15 minutes. <laughs> the ramen is just five. So you have time to have a coffee and put your feet up before. Oh, yeah. Okay, come over for Good. lunch, guys. See you soon. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. Park Power has low overhead, which in turn allows them to offer low competitive rates. Reach out for a no-obligation comparison by emailing estimates at parkpower.ca. If you decide to switch, it's easy. It's really just a change to your billing, and you can feel good knowing you are helping to give back to our communities with your utility bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Ah, Sarah, you made us lunch. (laughs) We got to have some yummy ramen. Right. And did you think that was like, I mean, don't you think that was better than just like opening up an instant 
packet oh my and then just Absolutely. adding the seasoning, right? It was <laughs> well, of course, yeah. And it was a different kind than either yes. of us had ever had before. The yes. broth was different. The, the broth, broth was different. Was so, so good. I used a Singaporean um, instant noodle called laksa. It's a, a very famous dish in Singapore. And so it was like coconut based. And so the broth was different. But then yeah. you had fish balls in it. Yeah. <laughs> we got our up. fish balls. <laughs> fish <nuts. laughs> and what else? We had that chicken with it. Oh, yeah. Chicken wings. The chicken wings. What did you think? What did you think about the chicken wings? So good. I could have eaten like a dozen of those myself. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was disappointed. There were only two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's too polite to say it, but we were both just like, that's it. <laughs> Oops. You fed Next me time. lunch. I'm not going to complain. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, oh, they were it was like so good. nice and crispy oh, and yeah. Like a nice crispy salt and pepper wing. You yeah. like you can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong. And how like it was such a quick meal. It was such a quick meal. I mean, I assembled it when you guys got there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of things started and then I just assembled it really quickly and it was there in front of you to mm-hmm. eat within a few minutes. So easy, easy September meals. I think that September is a perfect month for that when we are back to school and running around like with our heads cut off basically yeah. <laughs> right it has been a crazy month so far is september always this crazy is it always this crazy or does it feel worse than normal i think we're just so out of our regular ability to do stuff <laughs> yes <laughs> i don't know it's not, <laughs> we're so out of practice at life that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. september is like a warm up because <laughs> activities don't even start until next month like I'm just starting to think about signing my kids up for some activities and I'm like how am I gonna do this oh we got it starting tomorrow the one and only activity starts tomorrow night oh that's all see how I do I wish you such luck <laughs> what's that's the activity again <laughs> oh they're gonna take a hip-hop class but they're oh. both in the same class the same so that's nice I don't have to go two different directions is that the one um it's What's a pulse. It pulse. Pulse. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. My my younger son took that and he loved it. He loved hip hop class. Yeah. Are they doing it with their friends? They are. So nice. that's another exciting thing. The four of them are doing it together. So that'll be fun. Those yeah, boys they're... are just wonderful. I love the four of them. They're yeah, just they're so cute. cute. Yeah. <laughs> they are. But something like ramen would be a great dinner for those nights when exactly because their class starts at 630. By the time we get home, it's like going to be bedtime. So a quick Mm -hmm. dinner before we go, a snack when we get home like this, it would be a a great thing because it wouldn't require a whole lot of time on my part. Yes. Yes. And and a great night like so this weekend, um, Heather's family and my family went off to the honey farm that's right. Uh, Chinook Honey Farm. And that was really fun. But halfway through, my son complained of a tummy ache and ended up going to the hospital nearby. <laughs> and this had nothing to do, nothing to do with the honey farm. It just no. <laughs> he had his own issues and um, he, he's okay and everything was okay. But we ended up coming home quite late. And those are the kind of like nights where you don't have any, you're like, I, I can't make a dinner. Uh, a nice big dinner last minute, a ramen dinner. 
comes mm-hmm. in handy for mm-hmm. times like that, right? And I yeah. like your suggestion for it as an after-school snack mm-hmm. because often my kids come home because we're home pretty early from from school. They're ravenous and yeah. they need a snack and yeah. and they know how to make the instant stuff. Yeah, and they can start making these things. If I have yeah. all the little things that they pop on the side kind of in the fridge and ready, like it's not that hard to have a couple hard boiled eggs waiting around. Right. Like they can, they can make yeah. their own snack. And the fish balls. What did you think about the fish balls? Oh, I like those fish balls. Right. I'm already planning to go to TNT on yeah. my next shop trip because and I'll put, I'll yeah. put a picture on social media of what they look like. I, I never had, well, we'd never had them. And we, I don't think either of us really knew what to expect of them, but mm-hmm. I thought they tasted like that imitation crab yeah. that's made from like Pollock or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's got that same taste to me, yeah. but a different texture. It's a more like more dense yeah. sort of like a meatball kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a weird sort of strange texture, but I actually really like that imitation crab. Mm-hmm. And I think it is made of Pollock in the end. And but then you, it, it's not very fishy, right? No, 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 no not fishy at all. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it's. I think they're really tasty. I yeah. would, mm-hmm. I would honestly just heat them up and dip them in tartar sauce and eat them like totally, that. Totally, totally. For me, I'm like, ooh, yum! I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna make a snack out of that my- itself. Because the ones that yeah. I got were fried on the outside. If you mm. know, mm-hmm. um, you can get the ones that are not fried. They're just as delicious. It's just eh, a different. Texture I want the fried thing. ones. Those are I like so the fried good. too. I like the <laughs> texture of it. Was yeah. really. It was a nice contrast with the noodles. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I sometimes I make this leftover soup where I use like those chicken bouillons and I put like all the leftover veggies that are going to go bad. And, and then I throw in fish balls and there's, there's a soup. Ah, yeah. really easy, quick soup that we can have with rice or something. Great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom used to call, I think I told you guys this before. She used to call that fridge fallout. It meant open the door and whatever yeah. falls out yeah <laughs> it's going in a pot or it's going on the table it's like yeah. I didn't I don't think I've heard that before that's great I like no. <laughs> I've heard clean the fridge soup from a couple people uh, which which thing. I like <laughs> yeah. yeah all right let's go through this crisper and find out what needs to go yeah yeah when your celery is like wobbly yeah, that was me you pick last it up night. And it goes, wow. <laughs> yeah. I made it with a chicken. I had like the last bit of a roasted chicken. I threw it in a pot with all the vegetables that were kind of starting to yeah. soften. And today for lunch, we'll have chicken soup. Fish balls will be good in that too. Totally. <laughs> but I don't have them yet. They keep in your freezer forever. So it's such a convenient mm. thing to have. Well, if I if I hit up TNT on yeah. my shopping trip this week, Heather, I Ooh, can always yeah. pick you up an extra pack of balls. <laughs> Grab the balls for me, please, Aaron. Grab the balls. Yeah. And I'll tell you where the balls are exactly if you want oh. <laughs> when you get there. Sarah <laughs> knows how to find them and locate them. <laughs> you might not be able to read the package. He I'm doesn't thinking. even need to see. He just knows by memory where they are. I yeah. know. <laughs> okay, so I knew this right. episode was going to be quick because this <laughs> was exactly what it was all about, a quick meal. So I thought I would introduce a really... Another really quick meal um, that you you can buy these um, Japanese curry, what is it called? Japanese curry mix. And I'll put a picture on social media as well. You can find them at Superstore, Safeway, and Co-op here. 
it's really easy and you've got different flavors like if you look at this one this one's a apple honey curry mm. and this one's sort of the regular stuff and if you guys are not curry fans if you're thinking indian curry this is not like indian curry at all this is a completely different flavor profile it's very sweet and basically it is a curry roux cube or a bunch of cubes you know it's got to be a quick meal take out some meat cut it up fry it up in some oil add some water or chicken broth add your veggies let it boil up and then you you slice up this these curry cubes like just so it's kind of disintegrates a little bit like on your cutting board and then you just sprinkle it in the water and then you you keep adding it to taste so some people like it really thick some people don't like it as thick all of a sudden you've got a Japanese stew oh. and I'm not joking 30 minutes or less <laughs> Sarah you introduced this to me um I don't know a couple of years ago or something um and to me it's like a bouillon you know mm-hmm. like it's kind of like those solid not the crumbly like powdery ones but those mm-hmm. kind of more oh, solid they're like a paste it's like a solid paste yes exactly Does that make sense to anyone (laughs) yes and so so that's what it looks like it's like a box of these like cubes and you you're you're basically just making stew so when you cut your veggies and stuff think of it as like how you would cut them up for stew any kind of stew you'd normally make but instead of seasoning it you know like an english stew or something you're putting in this these cubes yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's so, super tasty. Super yeah, tasty. Really. And that if you want to go to just one cookbook, she's got tons of tips and tricks to sort of up your Japanese curry oh. game. However, you don't have to. You don't have to do that. The instructions are at the back of the box. It's really easy. And Aaron, your older son is now really into Japanese foods and Japanese anime foods, and this is always in Japanese anime. It's oh, oh, interesting. So, um, because it's easy, and kids love this nice food. And at the end, I like to finish it with butter and sesame oil, but sometimes my kids ask for finishing it with ketchup, like a little squirt of ketchup. And it's just like, like they're happy space. They love this meal. And you could do it with, without the meat too. You like I've made it with the- just veggies yeah. as like ah. a side to mm-hmm. whatever meat. So some kind, whatever meat I'm making plus rice and this veggie curry on the side, mm-hmm. you could do it like that too. Totally. Like say yeah. you already have your meat. So you have something mm. left over yeah. from yesterday and you just need, Oh, what kind of veggie am I going to put with this? There you go. Or you're at the store and you find that buy me now meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You decide you're going to cook it up tonight and make yeah. dinner out of it. And yeah, yeah. I, don't wanna, it. I don't want to talk about buy me now meat because I've had a bad experience with it. Oh, <laughs> lately. <yeah>. So, um, <laughs> no, I still buy it now. <laughs> but you got to cook it now or, or freeze, freeze it, it. or freeze it. it. This stuff. I'm just going to show it to you. I'm really excited about it. I found it at TNT. I don't think you can find this at, well, I haven't seen this at Superstore, but it's so similar to the Japanese curry mix. Like it looks like the same kind of box, right? Yeah. But it's called Hayashi rice mix. And so it comes in those roux cubes again, 
but this is tomato wine based so no curry in it the japanese curry mix is a japanese take on indian food very okay. different from indian food mm -hmm, and okay. this is the japanese take on western stews oh ah. so if you can find one of these like it's always nice to have these in your pantry mm -hmm. so it's yeah. you know and all you have to do is add beef mushrooms and onions that's it ah. make some rice you're good to go i have to say i love all these like japanese it, it, mm. like it seems like they make things so easy they're just mm -hmm. like <laughs> it's like they're the masters of convenient i'm sure yes. a lot of stuff is from scratch of as course, well yeah. but what we can find in the stores is, just makes it so easy look what they yeah. do to organize our closet they also organize <laughs> our kitchen they yeah. just they take they take cooking and they they yeah. only they bring it down to the just the few things that you need <laughs> yeah and, and you know what what is so great about japanese food in my opinion is it's so mild flavored so you're never gonna have kids that go oh that's just awful like it's very everything's very mild Right. And which is why we cook mainly Japanese food in this house, even though my favorite cuisine is Korean. Korean is very strong flavored. So the kids don't really always enjoy the same stuff that we love. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it's not spicy. Japanese food doesn't tend to be spicy. Right. Yeah. So that's another like if your kids don't love spice like you do, or like I do, <laughs> like I do. Um, um, then Japanese food is, it works for the whole family and it's fast. Yeah. And it's just something a little bit different. Maybe if you're yeah, mm -hmm. something a little bit different to add to the pantry and try quick. out. It's not complicated mm -hmm. to cut up a, a, a cube and throw it into some water with meat and vegetables in it. Right. Yeah. 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 Making it so easy for so us easy. to eat Japanese Absolutely. food at home. Yeah. I love it. Love so it. there's your September quick, easy meals. Well, throughout the year, really. And it's getting cooler. So these stews are delicious. These noodle soups are delicious. Delicious. Yes. Great That's idea. Fun. Thanks. My for... tummy's going again. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm cradling mine, too. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy uh, Japanese cooking, guys. You bet. Thank you so much for uh, cooking us lunch. And... Mm -hmm. uh, giving us an easy ramen. Mm -hmm. Easy. And now for the fine print. We at Three Kitchens gratefully acknowledge we are telling these stories in the traditional territories of the Treaty 7 Nations in Southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta Region 3. We honor the rich tradition of oral storytellers on this land who have come before us. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. If you like and subscribe on your podcast player, that helps more people find us. That must be one big fish for fish balls this size.